Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following His lead in the great Northwest. Well, this is Dust Conkle sitting here with Paul Lineman again, and we're sort of doing a little follow-up to the last conversation we had. Last uh, time we were visiting, uh, we talked a little bit about leadership and especially about um, letting things go so that you can pick other things up as a leader, right? right? right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that and thinking, so what does this do? What does it have to do with conflict uh, when we're really facing conflict between people or in ourselves oh, in for congregations? Sure. Well, when conflict is just a part of life on this side of heaven, I think yeah. we... Uh, we're broken people living in a broken world, and, and uh, we, we're going to have times when conflict's just inevitable, and mm. it's going to be a part of our lives. And I think uh, it's, it's a challenge to deal with conflict because nobody really likes to. Yeah. It's not something that we tend to gravitate for and gravitate toward. And yet, it, it also provides us with some real opportunities to grow as people and to grow in our relationships. Conflict actually helps bring people together because when you suffer with people, you bond. But I didn't wake up this morning and and the first idea on my mind was, (laughs) well, I can't wait to get into a conflict today. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We don't don't start our days out typically that way. And yet yet we end up facing moments in time when we are in conflict or the people around us are in conflict and we're somehow or another stuck in the middle of it. You bet. Yeah. And that does happen. And, yeah. you know, the psychologists tell us that uh, when we find ourselves in tense situations, we have that fight or flight yes. reaction. Right. You know, and I and I think when it comes to conflict, we, we need to tell ourselves two things. Um, don't fight, uh-huh. but don't run away. Mm. Be present and seek to be engaged mm. and, and communicate. And I, I, I think we've got a real tool... Mm-hmm. in in our arsenal for dealing with conflict yeah um, and this was a lesson that was taught to me by a bunch of eighth graders many many years ago they're now in their <laughs> 40s and uh, yeah. I, I I'll never forget this lesson because it made such a deep impression upon me we had a had a, a, a situation where where one particular person in this eighth grade class was the focus of the ire of a group. Right. Now they're talk you're talking about one of your first years of, as a teacher. Yeah, this was yeah. this was 30 like 33 years ago or something. And, it was a long time ago. And not just teaching anybody, teaching junior high kids. I was an 8th grade teacher yeah. <laughs> and I had about 30 students yeah. in in my class. Thank you for your service. Yeah, oh man, I'll tell you. <laughs> I learned more from those kids than I've ever learned in my life. But but uh, we we had this issue where, where one person was kind of singled out as a target. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those things happen in junior high. And perhaps uh, they happen in our adult lives, too. Yeah. But we tend to not want to make them a big deal. Right. Well, in junior high, everything's a big deal. Yes, it and is. <laughs> they, uh, th- this, this one person was just under the gun. Hmm. And uh, my principal, a guy by the name of Keith Bros, who's a friend today, just a great guy, he he told me, all right, I'm going to come into your classroom and teach a class hmm. every day for a week. And I want you to take this group of students out and help them work through this problem. Yeah. 
well, you know, I'm about 27 years old. I have no clue about what I'm going to do. And uh, I, we, we left the classroom and went into this room. And I, I'm thinking to myself, what? how can we work with this? Yeah. And I, I really believe that the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder and said, what do you do on Sunday? Hmm. And every Sunday we practice confession and absolution. We do. But we pretty much do it in a generic way. Mm-hmm. And what what I was interested in trying to help everybody do was to be specific with one another about mm-hmm. confessing their sin and receiving forgiveness from mm-hmm. each other. So the question that I asked was, how have I contributed to this situation? Mm. And I asked each person to think about answering that question. And as a leader, the teacher, right. I went first. Yeah. And I answered that question, how have I contributed yes. to this situ- excuse me, situation? And then as each person answered that question, as we went around the circle, mm. we also offered to each person absolution. Yeah. Boy, before we get into the absolution, I'm just, mm-hmm. you have some very, very important things that you just you just shared that mm-hmm. happened in sequence. Right. One was uh, the leader took the first step. So yes. you you did you didn't wait for those students to get things figured out. No. You took the first step and you and not only did you ask them to gather, but you actually were the one who modeled what needed to happen. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Cuz I think what a, a pretty significant component to how this worked mm-hmm. was vulnerability. Yeah. And uh, the willingness to make yourself vulnerable uh, as the leader, um, and to and to do so mm. in a very honest way. Mm. You know, we're we're looking at trying to help people address things in a very honest and forthright way, and we have to right. model that for people. It's not natural. It isn't. In fact, I think in our culture, we do more to try to hide our vulnerability yep. than anything. And and if we if we you can't be transparently vulnerable with everybody obviously right but when it comes to uh our relationships within a ministry context yeah hopefully we can be a little bit more mm-hmm. vulnerable than we might be out otherwise right because we want to seek to develop that atmosphere of trust and recognition that we're all in need of the forgiveness of sins yes and not just in some generic general way right. that gets pronounced on a sunday although yeah. that that's important i don't want to minimize that but in our relationships we need to go a little deeper yes and say this is how i've hurt you right and for that i apologize yeah. i i'm sorry um and not just to repent in some kind of right. a generic way one uh one maxim that seemed that's become very important to me is that repentance an attitude of repentance without apology mm. is empty piety right if i just say i'm a sinner yeah. I, I i sin all the time mm-hmm. in a general way that is true it's a true statement mm-hmm. but it doesn't do a whole lot to heal relationships right. and that's what we're talking we're talking about people talking here about. in relationships exactly here. So I, th- I th- also think it's interesting, the question you asked you, these junior hires and yourself to think about wasn't something like, um, you know, uh, how have I sinned or what have you done uh, right. it, to sin against me? Right. Uh, just state the question again, because I think it's so powerful. How have I contributed to this situation? Right. And then you went first. Yeah. 
Yeah. You went first. Mm-hmm. And then you went around. And so finish telling the story. Okay. Well, you know, it wasn't like the light bulb went on right away. But something happened in that room that day. Hmm. That it, it thawed the ice. Yeah. And it helped people, the, the people involved, to start to be able to see each other as human beings again. Yeah. And not as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Not as the person that I need to guard against or fight against. Right. But they're like me. Yeah. We, we have this problem in common that we call sin mm-hmm. and selfishness that's get, that gets me to focus on me mm-hmm. before thinking about us. Right. And it changes the context from a me against them or the, yes. the they out there that we all yeah. them struggle against. <laughs> yeah. Why don't know? they do something to fix this? Exactly. <laughs> and, and it becomes an us situation. Right. And now it's how can we together work with this and, mm-hmm. and, and allow it to, to heal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the Holy Spirit brings the healing. Mm-hmm. He, he helps us to be appropriately vulnerable. He helps us to offer the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. And, and then growth can happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, you went around the circle, and each person had a chance to answer that question, mm-hmm. how have I contributed? Mm-hmm. And then what did you do specifically when everyone had finished sharing? We gave everyone the chance to say to everyone else, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we started problem solving. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Given from what people said, the, the pattern of behavior emerged. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to see how, how we landed here ultimately. Yes. And then we can start looking at now if that's, it's likely to happen again. Right. That we're going to find ourselves moving in this direction. Yep. How can we inhibit that? And how can we make a better decision next time? Yes. And it's, it's we. Right. It's not, not you. Or me. <laughs> it's, or it's me. We. It's we. Mm-hmm. And, and we start looking at this as, as the body of Christ. Yeah. And I, I really think that that's the key to, to helping us grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're in a time where polarization is just what we all are, are experiencing. Yes. It We're experiencing it mm-hmm. in the political realm, no question, more yes. than we ever have. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing it within the church. Right. Where it's a, it's a me against them kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. And... As, as God strengthens mm-hmm. me, I'm doing the best I can mm-hmm. to try to move out of a battle position yeah. and to be more of a problem solver and, mm-hmm. and trying to to analyze, scrutinize, again, you know, yes. my contributions. Right. But then we have to talk about this yes. and we have to figure it out. That's the foundation for moving forward. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful and... Uh, the picture I have in my mind, it's just so clear. And I've heard you tell this story before, and it's its its always, uh, every time I hear it, it resonates. Mm-hmm. Because I see this room with junior high kids mm-hmm. and you as a 27-year-old teacher. Right, right. <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable. Right. And you're making the time uh, to not just dive in and sort of try to put a Band-Aid on things. You really are taking the time first to do what Jesus showed us how to do, which is listen to one another, treat one another as children of God, yeah, and and then and and forgive one another, and then start to see what you can do together. Yeah, let me say one more thing mm. about this dust because, frankly, I was pretty clueless. Mm. I didn't, I did not have this 
game plan in mind. Yeah. Then I and, and how it was all going to work out. This was a time where I let some young people teach me, mm. and and to be the young people and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Teach me a better way. Yes. That's I think an important part of this whole context is that we need to be willing to learn mm. and to have a teachable spirit. Good leaders have teachable spirits, and yes. they're willing to let God, in particular, lead them in the direction that he would have them go. And I guess my plea to all of our, our church leaders out there is um, let God teach you mm-hmm. new things. Because, you know, you your experience and, and where you've been is, is a, it's a real gift. It's mm-hmm. an important thing. But there's more to learn. There and, is. Uh, as the as the world around us keeps changing, we have to be willing right. to adjust what we know, in a way that's going to be more effective. Yes, and and uh, listening to one another is it's going to take more time. In a world where uh, we're in, typically in a hurry to get things done, this is probably going to take a little longer overall. Yeah. Uh, when we focus on one another this way, but the effects are going to be much deeper you and bet. more powerful and more healing. So uh, we're sort of coming to the end of our little conversation for this go-round. Right. We always try to end with questions. So what's the question you have for the listener uh, today? Well, and I'm learning to have this one in hand before we get here. Yeah. So the question, <laughs> the question that, that I'd like to encourage people to think about is, what is it that God is trying to teach me mm. through the people I'm serving today? Mm. So pay attention today for the ways in which God might be trying to teach you something new through the people he's given you to serve. That's right. Thanks again, Paul. You Looking bet. Forward to pleasure. the next conversation. Me too. You've just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.